You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel 5784, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Lech Lecha. There's a lot of interesting things in this Parsha. The topic that we're going to speak about, I'm sure, has been spoken about a lot this week. And it has to do with the battle between the four kings and the five kings. And Abraham, Abraham being drawn into the battle in order to save his nephew Lot, who had been captured and brought into the battlefield or brought somewhere, not clear exactly where. I'd like to share with you the Medrash that speaks about this topic and the Medrash clearly connects this battle so many years ago, 3,700 years ago, the battle of 3,700 years ago with the final battle that the Jewish people will face before the times of Mashiach, the advent of the Messianic Age, which I believe we may be looking at right now. So the Medrash says like this, The Medrash brings a Pasuk into Hillam. I'd like to read it to you inside. The sword was brought out by the evil ones. And they shot their arrows in order to knock down the poor person, to, to slaughter those who go on a straight path. This is in chapter 37, verse 14 of Psalms. Their very own sword will come into their own hearts, and their, their keshet, their, their bow and arrow will be broken. So right away what we see in, in the Medrash quoting this Pasuk is we see, and as we'll see as we, as we read the Medrash, that the purpose, why were they fighting? It seems like it was an, a war between the four kings and the five kings. What was the fight about? What was the battle about? Says the Pasuk in Tehillim, the battle is about destroying Avraham Avinu. They weren't just fighting with each other in order to fight with each other. It wasn't just a territorial uh, dispute, <coughs> as it seems from the Pashtas, the similar understanding of the Pasuk, but rather, there was a deeper thing that was going on. They were trying to destroy Avraham. They were trying to draw Avraham by capturing Lot's, by capturing Avraham's nephew Lot. They were trying to draw Avraham into battle as they did. But their plan was thwarted because Avraham was supported spiritually and physically by God. And therefore, their own sword, which they hoped to use to kill Avraham, to kill Abraham, that sword would go into their very own hearts and, and their bow and arrow would be destroyed. Their desire to destroy us to destroy the Jewish people at its inception, would be thwarted, and they would be destroyed. And it would be, as we'll see, it would be representative, imbued in our DNA. Is this very battle of Avram, of, you know, of Abraham, which throughout the generations has been fought, and ultimately at the end of time, would be fought again with a similar result. The Jewish people will be drawn into a battle, will be drawn into a battle, maybe is being drawn into a battle. That's about their destruction. But who gets destroyed? 
those who drew them into the battle, not the Jewish people. Bezrat Hashem, with God's help. So that's the Pesukim in Tehillim. And let's see inside what the Medrash says. Now, the Medrash tells us that Rabbi Lezer ben Horkonus, who was a sage in the same time as Rabbi Akiva, in the period at the end of the Second Temple, when the Temple was destroyed almost 2,000 years ago, 1,953 years ago to be exact, Elizabeth Horkinus, he grew up in a family that valued work, hard work, they had fields, they had wealth. But Elizabeth Horkinus himself, as the Medrash describes, I'm not going to read this part inside, but he himself went and became a Balchuva. He went to learn in Yeshiva. He became one of the greatest sages of all times at the age of 28, or 29. I'm not remembering exactly. It doesn't say that in the Medrash. But at a, but at a you know, usually people go to learn when they're young these days. 16, 17, 18, a person goes to learn in yeshiva. But he started at an older age, but he became one of the greatest sages of all time. And he said the following statement. Yidarshin, this pasuk, hacherev paschu rishoim ze'am rafel v'chaverov. The sword that was used by the wicked, right, that they started in battle, this is Amraphel and his friends. Those are the kings, the four kings and the five kings who were involved in this battle. They came. Why did they? What did they accomplish with their battle? They threw down. They caused the downfall of a poor person. That's a reference to Lot. Lot, the nephew of Avram, wasn't as righteous as Avram. He was. He separated from Avram. He went off to live in, in Sodom and Amor, the most decadent location in all of all time. You know, they were terrible, terrible people. They were involved in all kinds of Averis, terrible sins. They kept their wealth for themselves. They weren't interested in any charity. It was forbidden to do charity in their place. Lot went there. He was poor. He didn't have mitzvahs. He didn't have the level of righteousness that Abraham had. Now, what was the purpose? In order to, to slaughter those who are straight on the path, who did they want to get? Who did these kings want to draw into battle? As we said, it was Abraham. And in the Mephorshim here, it says, the Eitz Yosef says, why did they kidnap Lot? Why did they take him hostage? It was in order that Abraham, his uncle, would come and battle and try to retrieve him to get back the hostage and fall in his hands. Fall in their hands. Fall in the hands of these four kings and five kings. So they wanted to destroy. And the Medrash, later on, in, in the, this is the, the beginning of the 42nd uh, section of, of the Medrash and Bratius. In the fourth in the fourth section, it says that one of these kings was actually Nimrod. Nimrod, although this isn't an explicit story in the Torah, Chazal, our sages tell us that Nimrod was a great king who unified the world against God. And Avram Avinu Abraham in Orkazdim, which was the center of Nimrod's kingdom, Abraham preached about the one God of Israel, the one God of Abraham. And there was an awesome battle. Nimrod brought Avraham to be burned alive 
inside of inside of a fiery furnace, Abraham miraculously was saved. But Nimrod didn't forget his mission. Nimrod's mission, as was his name, Nimrod means Limrod means to rebel because he wanted to rebel against God. He wanted everyone to be united in the service of idolatry, which really means in the service of self, in their own egotistical unwillingness to serve God, but rather to try to take power for themselves. Nero never forgot about Abraham, and Abraham's single-minded desire to bring people to service of God, to selflessness, to kindness, instead of selfishness. And so Nimrod was one of these kings, as the Medrash tells us later, one of these uh, the four kings and the five kings, and he was trying to draw Avram there again to, to destroy him. First he tried to throw him in the fire, now he tries to destroy him with a war. So the Medrash says, Their sword will come into their heart. That which they decided, that they tried to do, which was to bring him into battle in order to destroy Abraham, they themselves would be destroyed. The Pasuk says that Abraham came in a night attack and he was able to destroy them. Okay? So that's the Medrash. That's the Medrash. And it's an amazing Medrash because it tells us something about, about Abraham and the battle that he fought. But we didn't yet see this is really the battle of the future. That's going to be in the next Medrash. Let's see the next piece. This is in, in section 42, subsection 2. Pasuk says in Kohalas, Chapter 5, verse 15, it says that this is also a great uh, evil. Anything that comes, so shall it go. What does it mean, anything that comes, so shall it go? Just like, just like, yeah, I want to read the, the Etsiasif to you. Bechatifa v'gezel, right? Everyone's talking about the word Hamas today because the word Hamas is what the uh, the Gaza terrorist population calls calls themselves. Uh, the word Hamas in Hebrew means to steal, to kidnap, to grab. So. The word here, Chalitin, Perish Bechatifa Vegezel, The Basig in Goelis is saying that when a person grabs money, when a person grabs something, so if you take something that's not yours, someone else is going to end up taking it who doesn't belong to them either. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, that's what it means. Kol when a person takes something, when something comes to a person in an illicit way, it will be taken away from him in an illicit way. Avun, Malchis, Kach, Malchis. 
says the Medrash like this, an amazing thing, that Avram Avinu, the battle that he had with these four kings and five kings, it wasn't just a battle in that moment. Everything that occurred in Avram Avinu's life was representative of something that would occur to his children in the future. That which occurs and that which uh, the, the great-great-grandparents, the, the matriarchs and patriarchs of the Jewish people, that which occurred to them was the blueprint, the DNA for all that would happen later. And just like Avram had to face off with these four kings and five kings, the Jewish people in the future would also have to endure the Shibud Malchus being under the boot of four kings, four kingdoms. And the Jewish people, in order to come, just like Abraham had experienced the Geula, he experienced the redemption by going there and saving Lot, he himself was redeemed. Exactly what that means, it's not so clear here, but I would say that in order for him, he, he had to conquer this is how I would say it. He had to conquer Sodom and Amora. Sodom and Amora were the evil forces that existed in Israel. For Av- and, and these four kings and five kings were the evil forces of the world. Avram had to, in order for him to accomplish his mission, in order for Abraham to bring the reality of one God, of the truth of reality that there is one God, and he created the heavens and the earth, and he's involved in every one of our lives. In order for him to bring that reality down to earth and to create a perpetual movement that would last for 3,700 years till today, he had to first destroy the forces of evil. He had to destroy the four kings and the five kings who were trying to fight against God. And he had to take Sodom and Amora. He had to save them, try to pray on their behalf as we see later that he tries to pray on their behalf. That's the next week's parsha. And this is how he brings about the next stage of his purpose. And really the Jewish people, in a parallel way, have to go through the Shibu Machas. Why do we have to endure the, the challenging and difficult situations of being under the boot of Egypt, of Babylonia, of Yavon, of Greece of Rome, on through today, we're still under the boot of Rome, and under the boot of Yishmael, who's really the fifth exile, which it doesn't speak about here. But why do we have to be under the Christians, and under the Muslims? That's that's our job here. In order for us to get to the core truth, which is the revelation of Hashem in the world, so first we have to be under the boot of all of these negative societal influences, Imperfect, you know, Christianity, Islam, are have certain aspects of truth. They took it from Judaism, but there's, it's not a crystal truth. There's, there's in Christianity they worship a human being, which is idolatry, and in Islam they believe that God is a a is a taunting, horrific, angry God, and that's not the truth. These are distorted versions of what God really is, of what of what what spiritual the spiritual realms really look like. And so the Jewish people have to go through all of these Malchus and outlive them. Live to see their destruction. 
perhaps even be involved in causing their destruction in order for the light ultimately to shine, which is the light that they need to bring, we need to bring into the world. So the Medrash explicitly, just like there were these four kings there, so too there will be four kings, four kingdoms the Jewish people will need to break out of the shackles of those kingdoms in order to ultimately bring the, the light to the world. Just like Avraham was able to do that as well. Rabbi Pinchas B'Shem Rabbi Aibai, in, in his introduction to this section of the Torah, he brought the Pasuk in Micha. It says, They didn't know the thoughts of God. They didn't know God's plan. That God gathered them together like a, a, a Gairin is a, is a, uh, a place where you take the wheat, you bring the wheat to, you you smash it, you make it into flour. It's the place where you create the bread. You make the bread. You make the flour and the bread. Hashem brings, right, just like when you, if you want to make flour, you have to gather in all of the, you have to gather in all of the grains to the threshing floor in order to be able to, to do the job. Hashem, without their knowledge, and this, I believe, is what we see is going on right now. This is what's going on right now. Hashem is bringing, through the agency of the Jewish people, the people of Israel, the country of Israel, Hashem is bringing about a, a, a gathering towards the Middle East, towards Israel, of the of the European American powers, and on the other side, the Chinese and Iranians and the and the Russians. But the center of of attention, the center of the world's attention is on Israel, and it's a coming together, it's a gathering on Jerusalem. Says the Medrash that the four kings and the five kings, according to this understanding, they, they weren't just coming, they, they, they were coming to battle each other, they didn't know. I want to read to you what the ACS says. Hashem brought them together specifically for the purpose of bringing them down in the hands of Avram. And I don't think this is a contradiction to what we said before. In other words, they, in this understanding, the, the four kings and the five kings were battling each other. The, the battle was between them. Why? So that Avram would come in and he would destroy them all. Says if this is a hint, what happened to Avram is what's going to happen in the future. He says they don't they didn't understand what was going on at the time of Avram. They didn't realize that they were being brought together in order to be destroyed by Abraham. Avram needed to destroy the forces of evil that were represented by these four kings and these five kings. They didn't know that they were coming in there to be to be destroyed, for their spiritual power and physical power to be decimated in this amazing spiritual attack of Avraham. And so too in the future, they're going to come together. They're not going to know that they're, the reason that they're coming together right now is to be destroyed through the spiritual power of the people of Israel, of the Jewish people.
That's the understanding of this Pasuk. Now, what, what am I supposed to take out of this? How am I supposed to understand this? So I want to say something which I actually said most clearly in the Hebrew version of my Mashiach podcast, but I want to say very clearly here as well. Hashem has a plan. Hashem is guiding the entire world, all of history. We can look over the last hundred years, we can look over the last five thousand years. Hashem is guiding all of history. Avram, just like Avram Avinu, Hashem guided, took all of the, put, put all the pieces in their place. Maybe they thought they were going to destroy Avram, or maybe they just thought they were going to destroy each other. It doesn't matter. But all of the pieces were in place so that Avram can come in, destroy the forces of evil, and 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 his mission can can explode. In the same way, Hakadosh Baruch Hu brings every single brings every single action, every single event. He's moving it all. He's moving the entire world history towards a single goal, which is the destruction of evil, the destruction of all the false gods, whether it's the version of God, which is the Christian version, or the version of God, which is the Islamic version, or whether it's the false ideologies of atheism in China, or or uh, global jihad, or, or global do- domination of Russia, etc., or of liberalism, all of these isms and false gods are going to be destroyed in the end of time because there's only one God. And there's only one people that represents Hashem. In the davening of Rosh Hashanah we say, Give honor to your nation and hope to your, to your people. We want the time of Mashiach to come, we say in the, da- in the davening. We want an honor to be brought to people. Why? It's not, it's not about us. It's really not about us. It's about the ultimate revelation of Hashem. Hashem revealed to the Jewish people 3,300 years ago through the Torah what is the truth? What does spirituality look like? What does a relationship with Hashem look like? We have carried, we have carried that message for 3,300 years. Really it extended from before that to the time of Abraham, 400 years before that. But we have been bearing this torch and the light has gotten distorted by the Christians, it's gotten distorted by Islam, and it's been distorted beyond imagination by liberalism, etc. The light has to be returned to its source. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God is lining up events. Everything, tick, 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 like they say in Hebrew. One after another, everything is, all the checkboxes are being checked off. As we come to the final time, where Hashem's light will be revealed, and it will be a difficult time. It is a difficult time already, and it will intensify as we get closer, and it's something that's going to affect the entire world. It's not going to be limited to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. But we will see ultimately, as the Medrash tells us in Yeshaya, Perek Samech, about the war between Paras and Arav, between the Persians and the other Arabs, or maybe it's the Gemara Yuma. Kama shasisi loyasisi al b'shvilchem. All that I did for you, all that I did, I did for you. Everything that I did, I did for you, the Jewish people. 
And there's no more Shibun Machis after this one, the Medrash tells us. There, there's no more subservience to the nations of the world after the Persian War. Why? Because we will have reached a place where the, the, that which prevents humanity from seeing the truth, which is the light of Hashem as reflected through the Jewish people, that which prevents that light from being seen will have been destroyed. And we will have reached this place where Avram got to, where he destroyed the four kings and the five kings. And then ultimately Sodom and Amorah are also destroyed because they can't handle the light that Avram is bringing down into the world. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to face these times with courage. We should be able to face these times with the knowledge of what the truth really is. And with the understanding that Hashem it's beyond every single thing that happens, every single moment, every single day, in everyone's lives. Hashem is in charge and He's bringing Mashiach, the Messianic Age. May it be speedily and in our days, and may it be with great rachamim, with great mercy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.